Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 12th edition of the Flourish Hill Podcast. I'm Graham Hill alongside me. Junior Smith III. And, of course, our special guest today, the Swiss Army Knife of News News and probably of most Kenton sports, Brian Hanks. That is about the nicest thing anyone's ever called me. A Swiss, a Swiss, a Swiss Army, Army knife. knife. I like that. I like that. Well, I got the idea because I saw it in um, Genius's bio recently. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. long ago you changed it to that, but I was like, Swiss Army Knife. And I kind of forgot to come up with my intro for the you know, the show about the list that goes along, which, I mean, for you, it'd go down forever. So I was like, we'll, we'll cut it short and no pun intended. But uh, Swiss Army Knife, Brian Hayes. Flattery will get you everywhere, Graham, okay? <laughs> Well, this, I mean, this is your second time back on the show. Of course, the first time you were alongside Pop Jeremiah Fields, former mm-hmm. Kids and I football and basketball player, and now we have you back on. And um, what's so special about this one, it's our last episode of the podcast until for, for this season. For this season, yeah. yeah. For this season. And um, with that, that means we got to read off the ads one last time. So, Junius, go for it. I got you. Again, we want to thank UNC Lenore Healthcare for being a sponsor with us. They're a nonprofit hospital located in Kenton, North Carolina, licensed for 261 beds and serving the residents of Lenore, Greene, and Jones County. The hospital is staffed with over 100 physicians, offering inpatient, outpatient, and preventative health care services. In addition, the hospital provides free educational health programs, seminars, and screenings. We also want to thank Chris Humphrey Allstate for being the official sponsor of the News News Student Section of the Year Award. Chris Humphrey Allstate is the sponsor of this award, which will be delivered after basketball season by not just the players, but the fans. So here we are, last episode of the Floor Show podcast for this basketball season. And real quick, Genius, we were kind of talking about it. Let's kind of reflect on some of our special guests that we've had that have probably been most memorable on this show. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what to start. Well, all of them have been pretty, pretty memorable in their own unique way, but what's some that you know? Definitely. I mean, first thing I got to do, I, I got to give a shout out to Jay Wilson for being our first ever guest. I mean, for him to kind of break that mold really meant a lot. And then, of course, we had um, Ariel Epstein on, on the show. We had the brothers um, Curtis and Dory Hines last week. And probably one of the funniest ones was being able to set up the one between uh, Green Central's Amaje Dodd and Kenton's Dontrez Styles. Yeah, the reaction that they got when they first walked into the studio, they were, it was almost like the Spider-Man meme. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For those that have not seen it, it's like two sp- Two Spider-Men just looking at each other, and they were just like, what are you doing here? But uh, that was a pretty pretty good episode. But, uh, I mean, Brian, the first time he was on, that was very cool, you know, to oh, get, yeah. to get uh, the two different spectrums. Of course, you had your my side, you know, of playing at sports at Kensenheim, and, you know, you got Brian's perspective of uh, – For being old. No, not, not for being old, <laughs> but for just seeing – We're going to say seasoned. How about Seeing that? his transition wow. with his wow. career. Well, what's crazy is – you know, we just—I've been working for our illustrious leader B.J. Murphy on the news side today too. The new county manager of Lenore County—I covered him when he played football for Southwest Onslow in the uh, mid 2000s. So, wow, that's how you know you're old—is when people you covered in high school are the county manager of the county you live in now. What You'll be there one day, okay? Hey, I feel like I'm getting close to it anyway. So <laughs> that kind of brings up something that I want to ask you. You know, you've been the PA for Kenton boys basketball for a while and some of football. Um, you've seen a lot of kids grow up from JV to varsity. What's it like? You know, think about, for example, I mean, the two that you can think of, Brandon Ingram and Reggie Bullock. Mm-hmm. What's it like? Think about, you know, when you were seeing them play at basketball at Kenton High, first game they're starting their career to where they're at now in the NBA. Wow, it's crazy. In fact, I mean, Junius and I were talking about this. I was in Memphis last week for yeah. uh, uh, for Brandon and for Reggie playing for the Lakers against the Memphis Grizzlies where Jerry Stackhouse is an assistant coach. 
So you talk about bizarre, Junius, and you're, you're going to do this too. It, it, to be sitting on press row, I was there with Nick Harvey, uh, the assistant superintendent of schools for Lenore County Public Schools, and to you know to look down and they announce the starting lineups and there's Brandon and Reggie and then you look over on the Memphis sideline there's Jerry now I never covered Jerry when I was here but I covered him for the Gaston Gazette when he played for Carolina okay. back in 94 and 95 so to see three guys on a court and especially from this little town of 20,000 in the NBA it's insane it's insane and it just makes you realize and I don't have to tell either one of y'all this but especially you having come from Fayetteville, I mean, what we have here in Kinston is ridiculously special. And when I was talking to reporters from Memphis and from L.A. and all that in Memphis last week, they couldn't believe it. They, it's impossible to wrap your mind. Here, here's what the arena at Memphis holds 19,500 people. There's about 20,000 people in Kinston. Basically the whole population. The whole yeah. population of Kinston could fit into that Memphis arena. And yet three guys that are, were taking part in that game are from this little town. So it, it, to answer your question, I hope I answered your question, Grant. Oh, no, you did. It's, just, it's insane to the talent that's here. And that's just them. That doesn't include the, the Josh Dawsons and the uh, Herbert Hines. Hills and the Dory Hines and all those guys. I mean, we literally could go down a list of 50 athletes that are from Kenston and Lenore County. I know you're a North Lenore guy, but Kenston and Lenore County that have uh, gone on to the next level and even beyond that too. And you know what? Kind of looking back, I mean, I was in. I actually had the opportunity to see the NBA draft back in 2016. Yep. And I got to thank you for that. But I think one of the biggest things about it that, that surprised me, I'm looking at the list and it's just like you see Sports Illustrated, you see ESPN, you see Bleacher Report, and it's just like you see Junior Smith III with, with mm -hmm. an organization. It's just like, yeah, I'm really representing Kirsten out here. And it's, it's for Brandon Ingram just seeing, you know, all of these reporters from, from across the nation and across the globe really just everybody just – going over to him, just basically sticking a microphone in his face and just trying to hang on to his every word. And it's just like, he's out of a town of 20,000. Just a kid yeah. from Kinston, just doing yeah. big things. Well, and it's amazing. Where you're getting ready to say, I don't want to interrupt you. You're the host, so yeah, I'm not going to yeah. interrupt you guys. I, I was just going to say, it's probably even more cool like for other media people that are there, like with their, um, with their newspapers, with their town sports reporting that they're doing, to see you know, reporters from Kinston. Like you, you, for example, would go into that Memphis game you know, thinking like, man, not, not only does this town like produce so many great athletes, but you know the people that still you know show support that follow them to their professional right. careers is tremendous. So I think that's pretty cool that you went to Memphis along with mm -hmm. Nick Harvey, superintendent. Yeah. Yeah. You know who watched him play at Kitson High to be able to say. Yeah, we're from Kenton. We came here just to see him play. And I, I doubt they'll even watch this, and I hope they do. But I'm talking about the Memphis and the L.A. media people. They were really good to both me and Nick. I mean, they took really good care of us. And, I mean, we got to go to shoot-around. We got to watch the Lakers, you know, with LeBron and everybody at shoot-around. Had an opportunity to interview uh, all of those guys. And uh, it'll be in a story soon for New Snooze. And also for the uh, soon to come, Brian Hanks show okay. featuring John Dawson. Am I allowed to promote that, guys? I was about to say, comes on our show for basis. For basis show. Shameless plug. I mean, shameless plug. Hey. If you know me, you know I am shameless and that I love to plug stuff. So, I mean, there you go. Look, man, I respect it. You got to get your name out there. I mean, shoot, I did the same thing Saturday at the, at the game, um, the Green Central First Flight game, because yeah. I, I was picking up about 35, 40 followers on Twitter just off of the fact that, you know, you had a lot of people from the Outer Banks that were wanting to see what was going on, and I was trying to give 
the best report I could. So I was like, hey, you know what? Let me go ahead and slide the mixtape in there, see if anybody will get it. How did that go, by the way? Uh, nobody got it. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess at this time we can now kind of transition to our next portion of the show where we we're going to talk about the two playoff games that took place this past weekend. As Junior just mentioned, he was at First Flight versus Green Central. And you actually got – I saw on Twitter that you actually jumped in Green Central shoot-around before the game, got some shots up. Yeah, I mean, I got out there about two, two and a half hours before tip-off because, again – I knew that everybody and their mom was going to go to the Kinston Farmville Central, but Green Central, they can get pretty crowded themselves. And it took a little while, but, you know, we had a sold-out arena. But I was just sitting back just playing around and saying, you know, hey, why not try getting a few shots up? And How'd that go? I was about to say, yeah, how'd it go? It started off disastrous, but <laughs> as time went on, it got it got, you got you got yourself in a street. You became like a two K player and got hot. Am I allowed to talk about uh, Junius's nah, shot? Go ahead, go ahead. The nah. ugliest, ugliest shot in the world. Okay. Wow. However, however, <laughs> let me let, let me add this up. But it goes in. He somehow. I'm glad you're doing this on video. Somehow, <laughs> he cocks the ball about right here, and he releases. And it goes in. I mean, he shoots. He, he probably shoots 40, so, 45% from three-point So range. let me ask you this. Since you were at the uh, L.A. Lakers versus Memphis Grizzlies game, uh, could you say that Junius's jump shot is worse than Lonzo's? Oh, man. Ooh. First off, Lonzo was hurt, so he can't even make that, <laughs> that comparison. That's a good point. He does make a good point there. But, uh, dude, you've got an ugly shot. I love you, and uh, well, you know that I love you. Man, your <laughs> yeah. shot is so ugly. But it goes in. But at least it's a little bit better than B.J. Murphy, okay? Because when you play B.J. Murphy in basketball, yeah, you've got to push him. Right. He always goes to the right. He can't yep. go left. So uh, you just all you got to do is try to push him to the left, and he can't go. Wait a minute, you know that's double entendre there, we right? We were talking about the Green Center versus first flight game. That's what we were We were. We were. <laughs> okay. So tell us what you saw from, from that game. I know um, at one point it was pretty competitive. I mean, it was tied up at the end of the first quarter. I saw at halftime then. No, 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 no. Not no. at halftime, end of the first. No. What happened was first flight came, like, again, they're coming from the Outer Banks, and I don't know how long that, that trip was, probably, what, five, six hours or something like that? Mm-hmm. But first That's flight a long came, trip. First flight came out, they hit six three-pointers in the first quarter, went up 23-11 after one, and I feel like the entire gym was stunned because, you know, when you look at a team like first flight, you're not expecting a whole lot, but – Again, you don't make it to the third round by accident yeah. for one. But, like I said, they hit six three-pointers in the first quarter. Green Central was able to kind of bounce back. Kentrell Suggs came off the bench, had 14 points in the second quarter, helped the Rams get some momentum. And then they were – even though it was close, the Rams were able to kind of get get more into the into the tune of the game. And by the fourth quarter, you know, they were able to kind of take over. And I mean, just talking about what you said, first flight, you know, when you see them on the court warming up, you don't expect much from them. <laughs> But like you said, they don't get to the third round just for nothing. One reason is because of their three-point shooting ability. They're a team that specifically lives by the three, die by the three. I mean, you guys know this, seeing them playing against Kitston. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, when you're a team like that, your shots go in. Sometimes they don't. But, I mean, first flight, give them credit, being bunched up in a bus for about five hours and coming yeah. out there and getting on a, get a hot streak early with their three-point shooting is pretty impressive. i got to say this, too. They were six to twelve in the first quarter. They were fourteen to forty-five for the, for the entire game. Mm. But one thing that they started doing, and I noticed in the third quarter, they actually started going inside more. Okay. Like they were able to drive. I think it was on Reese Jones and Dylan Blake, especially that that were on the drives and everything, because they were kind of pulling Amaje Dodd away from the paint. I don't think Amaje had a block in that game. So wow. 
just to just to kind of let you guys know how they were doing it. Well, you've got to give some love too to uh, the head football or head football head basketball coach at First Flight too, Chad who Williams, is one of definitely. the good guys in the business. He's had a really tough year too, so definitely tell tell the folks about him a little bit. Yeah, Chad Williams. Um, he's First Flight's only head coach. Um, I believe the school was created in two thousand three, two thousand four, and this is basically what they what they've been doing. He said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make the best of, of this program, and they have been absolutely tremendous. I remember last year or two years ago they got that upset win in Goldsboro, which is always a tough place to play. But Brian and I had the opportunity to make it out mm -hmm. to the to um, Good Guys versus Cancer series that, that they had. And the first one, I believe it. How much money did they raise? About 4000 at the time? Something like I wish I had that right in front of me, but you're about something like that, four or $5,000, yes. Right. I, his father um, – was was dealing with it, and unfortunately, he passed away this year. And you know, it not long after the the yeah. event, and uh, it was very sad. Definitely, like we got nothing but love for and respect for Chad Williams for First Flight and everything that that they've been doing. I mean, that's the program that's going in in a great direction. They're doing things the right way, and you can't do anything but just be happy for for their success. And that's one thing that I want to say. I I never got the chance to meet Chad Williams in person like you guys did. Uh, just because I never got to go to any of any of a lot of first flight games this season. So, um, Chad Williams, if you're watching this and or listening to this, even though I never met you, I just want to say I love what you're doing with the first flight program. Um, you know, you're just doing an outstanding job with Mike Junior said what you have, but uh, you're making the best of it, and you're really making the best of life too. Even though you had a a tough year, losing your father, we're all think of you here at News News, and um, definitely we're giving you just tremendous support throughout the rest of your career as a high school basketball coach and wish you the best next season and um good luck to you i've got to say one more thing this is this is a crazy story i think i might have brought this up to you once um brian but back when i had um the flourish post i remember uh chad williams he he had texted me he said he, he brought up the whole idea about the um, good guys versus cancer showcase and he was like would you like to come out to it um we got kinston in it and, and things of that nature so it was like yeah i, I wouldn't mind going to it it's like well, your hotel room is taken care of. Yeah. Like, wait a second. That what? shows you what kind of guy he is. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I've never done anything for first flight outside of maybe I. They came to an ECI camp, and I think mm -hmm. I I talked to one of his players. Like, I don't think I actually formally met the guy, but mm -hmm. you know it. it well, it's your social media presence, though, and I'm being serious. Uh, you know, your social media presence where <laughs> every kid in Lenora County follows you. and I wouldn't say all that. Well, 90% <laughs> of the kids in Lenora County follow you and a lot of kids throughout eastern North Carolina, so he recognized how important it was to have you there. So that was part of the reason why he had you there. I can, I'm not going to speak for Coach Williams, but I'm sure that's a big part of it. And you know what? It was a, it was a fun trip. We man. had a we had a blast, didn't we? That <laughs> yep. was fun. Although it was really cold and it rained the whole time, and I had to walk. I did walk out on the boardwalk though and got of blown course. by those thirty-five <laughs> and forty mile an hour winds, but it was worth it. And it was a little bit of snow on the ground too. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I definitely want to take a trip to First Flight next season. Uh, I love the Outer Banks, and I think it's just cool that there's just a very successful basketball program, you know, that's been built up throughout the years down there at the beach. The least, you know. The one place that nobody would ever guess, like, kind of a good basketball team was, would be at. But uh, final thing that I'll say about Chad Williams, like you said, you know, he paid for your hotel room for you to come up for that tournament. That just shows what an honorable and humble guy he is. I mean, I saw on Twitter where he was thanking the Green Central, not just, you know, the, uh, the people there at the gym, but the fans as well mm -hmm. for making it such a great atmosphere to play in and making it a fun 
playoff game. Well, in the interest of full disclosure, he took care of mine too. So, I mean, I don't want – I mean, he did. He took care of media that went to go cover that event. So, Coach Williams is a really class act. Yeah, Chad yeah. Williams, great guy. Love what you're doing. And keep up the good work. Now we now I want to kind of talk about Green Central because, you know, at the beginning of the playoffs when the seeding came out, people saw Green Central had the number two seed and uh, were kind of questionable of it, even though they based the seeding off the regular season more than they do in right. the um, in the conference tournament. But now after, you know, seeing Green Central play in their first three games, one question I want to ask the bo- both of y'all, do you think that after seeing them play, Green Central still deserves that number two seed, like they rightfully earn it? Without question, they, they earned that seed. I mean, when you look at it, they've only lost to three teams. They lost to South Central. They lost to Farmville Central, who is the number one seed in these. Wow. And then they lost to Kinston. So, I mean, if you look at who they lost to and then also the fact that they won the, they won the conference tournament. I mean, I mean, not the conference tournament, but they won the regular season title. So, that was their third year in a row, getting, getting at least a share of it. Of course, Kinston split it with them last year. But they deserve that number two seed. And then... I was mo- I was more impressed about what they did against First Flight in a seventy eight sixty nine win than what they did against um, Wilson Beddingfield and South Granville when they blew them out. The thing is, they got off to hot starts in those first two games. So having to play against First Flight and being down twenty three eleven in the first quarter that really showed me the resolve of this team, and they more than deserve that number two seed. Absolutely, in the way, and I'm just gonna. Honestly, I'm just going to piggyback everything he said right there. I pulled up the record. They're 22 and seven, and a lot of people might say, "Oh my gosh, how does a 22 and seven team get a number two seed?" Yeah, they earned it. Like right. Junia said, seriously, Graham, they totally earned it. You, they lost to South Central, who to me is the number one team in the state. Yeah, absolutely. At any classification. I mean, what Chris Cherry and I know you and I both are big Chris Cherry fans. Definitely. What he has done over in Winterville has just been nothing short of amazing. He has really taken that program from nothing, another relatively new school turned it into a powerhouse. Then the losses to uh, Farmville Central, what, four? Three of them. Three, Three of them. To and, to, the, and Green Central took them to overtime in that Christmas tournament. Exactly. The, the two closest games Farmville Central's had all year, and I, know, I hope we're going to talk about Kinston here in a minute, but the two closest yeah. games Farmville Central's had all year were to Green Central. Not Kinston, not the other teams were to Green Central. So let me tell you something, dude. Amaji Dodd is a hell of a player. Well, I can say that, right? Okay. He's a heck of a player. (laughs) He's a heck of a player uh, and one of the best in the state. I know he declared himself as the best player in the state, and you know what? I'd love to have a guy on my team anytime that That has that that confidence. That has that confidence, that considers himself the best player in the state. I love that he stayed at Green Central. And I know I I got under the skin of a lot of Snow Hill people, didn't I, Junius? Yeah, you did. You did. Uh, Because he would the word was he was transferring out of Green Central going into last year. He didn't, and I applaud him for that because uh, what he did in staying at Green Central, they deserve everything that uh, they're getting, all the success that they've had, Graham. They're deser- they deserve it because of what the heart of that young man and the heart of the rest of the team too. Yeah, the wheels on the train for Green Central's momentum in the playoffs is at full speed, and we're going to talk about their game, their next playoff game that they have coming up later on the show. As Brian mentioned, we're now going to hit on the Farmville Central versus Kenton High game. Right. And I kind of wanted to talk first about this. This is my first time ever going to Farmville Central. <laughs> uh, how was the environment? Uh, remember how I said my first time going to uh, Green Central, the environment was crazy? Yeah, Farmville Central definitely uh, – Blew, blew me out of the water. I mean, it was a playoff game against Kenston. The line started at 3.30 for people to get into the game. And uh, 
I, I was going just to go. I just wanted to go check out Farmville Central, the atmosphere over there. So um, myself and one of my buddies, we went and um, we walked up and we immediately like just started freaking out. We were like, we're not gonna be able to get in. <laughs> and um, of course, while did we you were, have your credential ready though? I had my credential okay. ready. Yeah. We we got behind actually. Uh, who got in line behind us? I can't think of his name. He helps it. Jason. Uh, oh, Jason Bryant. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, he's Bryant. the the yeah. husband of the principal at Kenston High School. Yeah, yeah. Ja- Jason Bryant helped. Jason Bryant. Um, I'm not gonna say helped us out. I wish he had helped us out. He got in line <laughs> behind us, and then when we were waiting in line, Kenston's bus was pulling in, and so when he saw them getting off the bus, he immediately got out of line and ran over with the team to walk in with them. And I was like, crap, we should we should have done that. But we got in the gym. Uh, by the hair on my chitty chin chin, as I as I'll say, and uh, wow, it was a tremendous atmosphere. And then I actually helped out Brian. I was getting ready, dude. I was getting ready to give you some love, and I, I wish I had put it. In, maybe I did on Twitter. I was just, it was such a crazy night because I did the girls' game, yeah, right? And you had at to five o'clock, over. and then uh, I might have uh, broke a law or two, uh, BJ, driving from uh, <laughs> Kinston to uh, Farmville. <laughs> I will set the over-under at cars that I passed from Kinston to Farmville Central at about 25 and a half, and that's up to you whether you want to take the over I'll or the take under the over. There. I'll take yeah, the over. Yeah, you should probably take the over there. But uh, I really want to thank, and I know Farmville Central is big fans of you too, Junius. I mean, everybody's fans of Junius Smith III. But uh, I really want to thank Daniel Jones at uh, Farmville Central High School, who, remember when I had, well, you don't remember, you remember my old blog? You're too young, you you don't remember it either. BJ, I know you remember my old blog. Cheerleader of the day. The oh, no, the eye candy of the day. The eye candy of the day. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to. Let me take that, yeah, that position yeah. over. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but uh, Daniel Jones was Jag's house on my blog back in the mid-2000s. Now he's in administration at Farmville Central High School. Again, just showing you how old I am. I mean, he was you at uh, Farmville Central, okay? Dang. I mean, he really was, and now he's an administrator at Farmville Central High School, and uh, I hope I'm not revealing too much of how the sausage is made, but he, he snuck me in uh, after I... So, but I really do appreciate it. I mean, uh, Farmville Central was nothing but nice to us, weren't they? Absolutely. They gave us a media area to work in, me and Keith Spence and the, the guy from the Greenville Daily Reflector, and there was somebody else there, too. But really want to thank uh, the folks over at Farmville Central, especially Daniel Jones, for uh, just how kind they were. And they really worked with us, and especially knowing that I, I pulled up at 720 on top of it. I told you this. I park in the football field beside the bus, and as I'm driving in, remember how we've had all this rain? The back end yeah. of my car sunk down. I'm like, man, we're going to have somebody push me out of the football field, but thank goodness I, <laughs> I was able to get out. So, uh, no. But I want to thank the folks at Farmville Central so much for uh, hooking me up. Now, yeah. we kind of we got to start a quick hitting these things because we are running out of time for our last <laughs> one. But, Brian, I wanted, I wanted to get your insight on both – Kinston's boys, um, of course, their season ended against Farmville Central, but also Kinston girls who were able to keep theirs going against High Point Andrews. I'm telling you something. Uh, this Kinston girls team, let's hit on them first since they're still in the playoffs and they play uh, tomorrow night against uh, Thomasville-Ledford. Yes, I still use the AP thing. I do that just to get their Nick Steven and J. Mike Blake skin, and okay. they love it. They love when I do that. But they play Ledford tomorrow night, and a team that's now won 19 in a row. And i got to tell you – and I know y'all had Coach Bradshaw on here a couple of weeks ago, which right. was a good get. That was a very good interview with him, too, by the way. He, uh, I got to tell you, I was one of the ones that are five and five after the high school. You know, you're the media right. director for the uh, John Wall Holiday Invitational girls portion of it. And I think you would probably agree with me. They were struggling, uh, the Kinston girls team. And they had lost five in a row, including three by a combined 93 points. 
And I was one of the ones that were like, you know, I don't think this Kenson girls team is going to be as good as last year. So what do they do after the John Wall Holiday Invitational? They've now won 19 in a row. They're on the threshold of playing for the Eastern Finals. And I totally 1,000% believe they're going to win tomorrow night and uh, and advance to the Eastern Finals. Uh, what Coach Bradshaw has done with a team that does not have a star, they and you both of you can attest to this, there's not a star on that team. I, They're very good players on no, 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 and I'm not denigrating their players, but there's not one player that you that can look at and say, out. "There's Lydia Rivers." There's not or uh, Brittany Drumgoal or Tish Double Double Dixon. You know, I mean, there's Jada not Faison, one. Uh, Jada Faison, exactly. There's not one star on that team. They've got a team. They of, all contribute exactly. They go seven or eight players deep. They have a leading score, a different leading score every, every single game. game, and that's the way. Brand, you can't defend that. If you're a coach, how are you going to defend that? You don't know. Are they going to go inside to Anzaria Cobb all the time? Are they going to let uh, uh, Sharice Jones and uh, Talia Jones do all the scoring from outside? Lena Rivers, is she, is going, she to going to be shoot popping three quarters all night? Exactly. You, it's it's impossible dumb, to like. defend them. It's impossible to defend them. Oh, Kinston boys. Kinston boys, uh, listen, and this really needs to be said, Judah McBynum was the difference over the last third of the season. To me, and Dontrez Styles is an amazing player. He's going to play in the ACC. He's going to be uh, – he is the next big thing in Lenore County or in Kinston and Lenore County. Agreed. Uh, he's going to be high-level ACC. It's going to be at NC State probably, or I think he's borderline Carolina, maybe even Duke. I mean, I really, really think he's that capable of being that. But having said all that, he's a sophomore. The leader of that team over the last third of the season was senior Judah McBynum. I saw him shooting. You did, too. We saw him. All three of us did. We saw him hitting shots from 25 and 28 feet away from the basket. You had to cover him out that far because if you didn't, he was going to pop it from there. Then when guys got up on him, he would drive right by him and either lay it up or he would kick the ball out. But what a great job he, uh, Dontrez, Isaac Parson, the rest of them. Definitely. I know Will London definitely um, played a strong Absolutely. contribution. Yes. Uh, what a great team. I mean, it, it, it needs to be said. Ain't nobody beating Farmville Central. Farmville Central. Good luck to Green Central. And you know what? And, again, Green Central is in our coverage area, so I'll be pulling for the Rams when they inevitably face Farmville Central again. But, man. Farmville Central has kind of become the golden state of 2A basketball. Farmville is awesome. And they looked awesome the other night. I would love to have seen what Kinston could have done. If Dontrez hadn't of uh, you know got all the fouls in the first three fouls in the first half, picked up right. his fourth foul in the third quarter, but uh, Farmville Central is a gold standard, like you said. And I really think that was the biggest difference in the game. I mean, Kinston, if we're being honest, they didn't play bad. Yeah. They just kind of gave it the old college try. Yeah. Now their turnovers kind of mm -hmm. put them in a deficit, but I think really the big factor was Dontrez Styles getting into foul trouble yeah. early, and not even his fault. I yeah. mean, uh, two of those fouls, and I, I know I'm gonna, Junius, you're going to call me a homer when we get through with this, but two of those early fouls in the first quarter weren't fouls. I mean, it could have been, it could have gone either way, especially the one where he swipes at the ball, doesn't even touch the guy, and he gets called for a foul for that. If you remember that foul, yeah, that, there was there was some officiating calls, like you said, I feel like it could have gone either way, but there were some that you kind of just go. You know, like even like one of um one of the coaches that came to the game even was like. Yeah. infuriated by the bad calls going against yeah. Kenston. But nonetheless, I mean, you just really can't do nothing against a team like Farmville Central. Of course, they got uh, Smith, who's committed to um, play at State. Uh, they got Justin Wright, who – is he still unsigned at the moment? Right, he's still unsigned. And, I mean, he could go play ACC-level ball. Mm -hmm. um, 
Farmville Central has just done a really great job of establishing a powerhouse over there. And um, best of luck to any team that plays them for the remainder of the season. But it's just going to be hard to beat them. Well, it's just going to be super hard. Got to give Perry Tindall some love over at Kinston High School. I mean, a guy who, with a loss the other day, is now he has a one sixty-seven and thirty-seven record in seven seasons. That's a it's an eight nineteen <laughs> winning percentage. He's won one hundred and sixty-seven games in seven seasons. Unheard of. I mean, what a great job. And there was a lot of internal strife that was on that team in different levels yeah, this year. Yeah. We all three know that. And we're not going to, you know, put it out, put people's laundry out there. But there was some internal strife. And what Coach Tindall, uh, just the rest of that coaching staff did, keeping that team together this year, he should probably be coach of the year, Junius. <laughs> We'll, we'll take a look at it. But for the time being, let's go ahead and hit these predictions. Um, I guess we'll start with the girls. Uh, Kinston is playing Ledford Senior at Thomasville Ledford, whatever you want to call it. That was for you, J. Mike and Nick. <laughs> All right. Brian, we'll go ahead and let you make the first prediction. I think uh, Kinston's going to do what they've done in the first three rounds of the playoffs. I think they're going to beat Ledford. I think it's going to be a good game, but uh, they're going to win by eight. Kinston girls will. 19-game winning streak. Key players that, like we talked about, you don't know who's going to be the star that night. A lot of contributions. And it's at Kinston that just adds to the pressure. Good game, but I got the Lady Vikings with the win. I'm going with Kinston as well. The thing is, Kinston has to make sure they stop Lyric Thorne. She is Davis. She's the top scorer in Davidson County history. She wow. averages more than 27 a game. And you got to remember, this this is a Panthers team it. that has won 14 of the last 15. Look, so and, they've and got and streaks. Folks, everything I'm doing, I'm doing with notes in front of me. Oh, my God. He has a blank sheet in front of him. I guess trying to look all fancy, but it's a blank sheet. Nah, it, He's got it was all our, this stuff committed to memory. It was our UNC Lenore healthcare ad. Oh, but. okay. But, Junius, you're, you're the king. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going with Kinston. I believe they'll win by, by 12. Okay. But now moving on to the boys game. You've got Hereford County versus Green Central. Graham, I'll go ahead and start with you. Well, Green Central, as we talked about, I mean, the momentum after, I think after that Kenton game in the Eastern Carolina Conference uh, championship game really just put a bad taste in their mouth. I'm, I mean, Coach Edwards, he's done a great job all season, you know, getting that team back together. And I'm pretty sure he said, look, it's playoffs, surviving advance. We got to show everybody that, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, competitive enough to make it to the Eastern Regional Finals, maybe even the state championship. So, Let's go out there and just dominate, and they've been doing that all playoff season long. So I'm going to take Green Central over Hertford County. Green Central. I don't even need – you hit all the good good points there, okay? I, uh, I was hoping you'd do the stat. No, the no, no, no. Listen, Green – my only fear with this game against Hertford, and Hertford's a good team. Don't get it twisted. Hertford is really good. But I, I hope Green Central doesn't look past them and go, hey, we get another – if we win this, we get another round with Farmville and kind of look past Hertford because if they do that – Herford's going to come in and win, but I think with everything they've got at Rampin and everything, dude, Green Central wins, and I don't think it's going to be that close. I think Green Central could win this game by 13 to 16 points, and then it's part four? Part four. There you go. And you know what? That's basically the, the point realm that I was looking at because Hereford County, they've been a bit of a Cinderella story. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a team that started the year three and five. Wow. And they've been able to make it to the fourth round two years ago. These two teams met each other, and Green Central beat them by 20, 62 to 42. So I think Green Central wins around that same pathway. All right, well, there you have it. Those are our predictions for our playoff games remaining. And um, that's, that's it. That's the 12th episode of the Forest Hill Podcast. Brian Hanks, um, we'll let you take the closing thoughts. Anything left that you want to say? Just, uh, again, honored to be a part of this. I got to do one show earlier with y'all and uh, this show. Don't forget the Brian Hanks Show featuring John Dawson coming soon to New Snooze. 
and uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that, uh, probably within the next week. Our first guests are going to be Jerry Stackhouse, Brandon Ingram, and Reggie Bullock are going to be on the first show. Uh, future guests. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have, uh, we're going to kick it off right. We've got some really big, if you would like to sponsor the Brian Hanks show featuring John Dawson, email me at brian at newsnews.com or bj at newsnews.com. Genius. Uh, <laughs> our last episode. Uh, what? Um, what are season your one, man? Season one's complete. What are your What are your thoughts about it? It's crazy. I mean, again, you kicked this idea to me a, a while ago, and I didn't think that we'd actually be able to pull it off. But here we are, twelve episodes deep, and not only that, we had some amazing guests. We got to talk a, a lot about basketball and other things in here, and also got to deliver a lot of insight. And I appreciate every single bit of it. Yeah, I just want to say to our, <laughs> our former guests that we've had, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for your support and us and everybody else in the community that's been listening through the season and on Facebook Live. We want to thank you for your outpouring support that you've had for me and Junius. And just thank you to each episode that you've tuned into. But one last time, I'm Graham Hill. I'm Junius Smith III. I'm Brian Hanks. And this has been the 12th <laughs> episode of the Forest Hill Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Do, 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 do.